You're listening to the Photographer's Story Podcast. I'm your host, Hark Najjar, and joining me is international photography business coach, Bernie Griffiths, as my co-host. Well, welcome everybody. Uh, today we have uh, Jeff Clark on the line, and uh, Bernie, uh, how are you doing? Uh, how's um, life out in Australia? Hey, hi, Hark. Hey, everyone. Yeah, everything's fantastic. We've really got this pandemic sorted out in Australia. We can go out and... Uh, play and uh, go to bars and restaurants. It's, it's fantastic. We're going really well. How about you, Hawk? You're in Canada, right? Good for you guys, because we're still under a lockdown. Uh, we were supposed to have uh, lifted the lockdown uh, this week, uh, but it looks like they've been, uh, they're going to be extending it for another week. So we're, we're still got a ways to go. And uh, hopefully after that, uh, we can get back into the studio and start shooting. So. And how's that wall going they're building in America to keep the uh, Canadians out of America? Is that going all right? I, I think we started building it on this side to keep <laughs> right. the Americans yeah. out. Okay, so it's a really big wall. It's a really big wall. We're trying to keep uh, keep the Americans out. Uh, yeah, well, it, really is. it really is. It really is because the border's been um, uh, closed for quite some time. And uh, we have a fair amount of traffic, uh, drive-through traffic uh, that comes back and forth between the uh, U.S. and Canada. And at the moment, uh, we've got everything shut down. There are still flights uh, for uh, essential travel. But other than that, uh, there's been no travel between the two countries. So. Yeah, so, well, sounds sounds just like New South Wales and Queensland, doesn't it? Oh, well, that's good. It sounds like we've got Jeff on the line. Morning, yeah. Jeff. Good morning, guys. How are we? Hey, thanks for joining us. Uh, great you could drop by. Um, um, if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about where you are, who you are, and uh, we'll start from there and you've got uh, 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Okay. All right. I'm located in a little place called Port Stephens, a population of about 28,000 people, and it's right on the east coast of Australia, about a three-hour drive of, um, north of Sydney, and it's a holiday town. Um, what else was the other question, Bernie? Had, uh, so, oh, that, that'll do. That's a great answer, Jeff. You know where you are. <laughs> yeah, I know where I am. Yeah. The next, <laughs> the next question is probably just as hard. Um, <laughs> what, uh, what experience have you had as a photographer? You are a photographer, Jeff, aren't you? You're not on the wrong show here. Uh, no, I, I do. I do a make-believe photography course. And, um, I, I've been, uh, I bought this business about five years ago. I've been messing around in photography for, for many years. The initial, first camera I had was a, uh, a Canon AE-1. And um, I worked out Canon was a way worse, way worse camera than the Nikon was, so I went Nikon way. But anyway, that's upset a lot of people. Anyway, um, yeah, I've, I've um, professionally about 12 years now. And okay. as I said, I bought this business about five years ago from a well-established um, studio and uh, have improved it since then. Yeah, uh, there's an interesting fact I know about you, Jeff. Uh, I know a lot of interesting facts about you, but I won't uh, expose them all. But you used to be a vacuum uh, salesman door to door uh, for a very well-known brand called Electrolux, and and, and uh, salesmen like yourself were called Mister Jollyers, right? Mm -hmm. Any exciting uh, stories you can tell us about uh, selling oh, vacuum cleaners? Oh man, there were there's stories. Like I, you'd be here for hours, seriously. Um, but yeah, I used to. Um, my first sales job was door to door with Electrolux, and um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a great time, but. Um, I didn't mind. I didn't uh, like the walking too much, but it, some of the people that you met were fantastic. I actually walked in on a um, 
knocked on a door in uh, a little town northwest of us here called Cessnock and um, there was a group of ladies having a, uh, a, a party. I, I think, I'm not sure it was a Tupperware party or something similar. And um, I've knocked on the door with this vacuum cleaner in my hand and uh, there were eight women in the room. And obviously they've gotten me into the room. I ended up selling eight vacuum cleaners that day. I had to drive back into Newcastle to pick up more stock to drive back and drop them off. That's amazing. You sold to eight women. Every, every woman that was in the place, they, did, they gave up on the Tupperware and just bought a vacuum cleaner. They instead. all got sucked in. They all got sucked That's in, yes. Amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> That's yes, absolutely amazing. And I did that for three years. I sold vacuum cleaners for three years and um, I had a ball with it. And then um, moved into um, car sales. And, and uh, from there, I think I, I destroyed enough cars trying to sell them that um, I moved into um, a sales rep's job as an auto electrical wholesaler. And I spent nearly 30 years doing that. So, yeah. What sort of drew you to the photography? Why, why photography? Well, with, with the territory I had as a sales rep, I was covering the whole top half of New South Wales and some of Queensland. And um, it, it allowed me to have enough time to be able to pull up and, and take notice of the landscape, basically. So I thought, well, it's a good opportunity to just get the camera out and have a play. And, and that's where I started, is essentially just shooting landscapes, whether it be bits of trees or whether it be rivers or whatever. But um, that's essentially where it started as a landscaper. Um, and I can move into the portrait stuff if you want, and, and that's purely and simply arose because my wife won a gift voucher uh, for a studio in Sydney um, quite a few years ago now and um, it was for a uh, an art nude black and white shoot and um, she uh, obviously uh, she she was a bit trepidatious about it and um, you know, I said to her the night before she was going in for the shoot and I said look I'll be with you anyway but now if you don't want to do it just let's get, just go in and we'll do the typical thing that people do with gift vouchers and say look you know we'll just take a couple of photos and walk out the door well within 10 minutes of being there Denise was my wife was Denise was she was buck naked and uh, in front of the camera and that was the way she stayed for the rest of the day and she had a ball I sat back in the corner and watched this guy work and I'm thinking Jesus we can do this. This is simple as falling off a log. So that's where I did. I started uh, marketing for um, you know, as much marketing as I knew what it was uh, way back and um, started to get a few girls in the studio and, and doing low light, low light art nude stuff. Do you already have a studio or uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what got you started from landscape and into portraiture? I know you um, had the experience with your wife, but were you already shooting in the studio? No, I wasn't. Um, I was uh, just messing around with doing the typical TFP stuff with you know the, with nondescript models and so-called models and stuff. And um, it's only when I went to and watched this guy work with Denise in the studio that it, it tweaked me, and I thought, well, this is this is the way I want to go. This is where I want to be. And um, yeah, that's what happened. And uh, it just flowed on from there. And in terms of the studio, it was just a home-based studio. You weren't running a business at the time, were you? No, just a home-based studio for a while. And then I lost my, um, I was made redundant in my uh, uh, sales reps role. Uh, I was a manager at the time, made redundant. And then um, I said to my wife, I said, well, now that we've got a little bit of money in the, in the house, I can survive for a while 
I'm going to try this photography gig. And she was right behind me. Uh, we, I went and bought all the gear and upgraded all the gear and all that sort of stuff and set it all up in the garage in the house and worked from there for three or four years, probably somewhere in that area. And so, all yeah. while shooting film, uh, what year uh, are we talking about here? This, this, I was into digital stuff by then. I changed out of the, the Canon into the, into the Nikon and digital. And um, we're talking, uh, it's nearly 12 years ago now. So what are we into? 21. So it's about, uh, yeah, probably 2010 thereabouts, 2009, somewhere in that area. Okay, well, that's the golden age of digital. Uh, and tell us uh, or walk us through your your thought process when you actually started your own studio, actually ended up buying a studio. Did you buy a, a completely operational turnkey business solution or did you just uh, start all that yourself? Well, no, it was a, a fully blown up and going studio and had been since 2008 and um, with the one owner. And uh, it, it I was struggling around just playing and trying to get people in the studio and messing around carrying on. I had no idea whatsoever as, a, as far as a businessman was concerned, other than the training I'd had with us as a manager in, in the sales rep business. But um, I uh, saw an ad in the paper and advertising this business and I thought, all right, well, I'm going to go and have a quick look, just curiosity's sake. So this this studio is located about an hour from where I was living previously. And um, so I took the hour's drive and came over and had a bit of a chat with old mate and uh, said, all right, leave it with me. I'll go down and chat to the missus about it. And, and um, I did that, went home and mentioned to her what I'd been doing for the day. And she, she straight up said, oh, I need to go and have a look at it with you. And I said, well, yeah, that's a bit of a given really. You know, it's like, it's just don't stress over it, but we'll get it done. So a week or so later, um, we turned up at old mate's studio and um, which is in a different location that this is now. And um, she had a wander around, had a chat. And up in the front, um, halfway up the stairway, there's a big bay stole a window, corner window on the on the house that we're in. And she's walked past that. And we had a view of down the, down the road to the beach, to the water on the beach. And it was a 400 meter walk. And um, she uh, turned her head and there just happened to be a whale breaching out to sea in the window frame and um, she literally ripped the wallet out of my pocket and paid the money up front right there and then uh, that's what made her decide to move into this business fully so so it was essentially it was an emotional buy just like uh, all our clients that walk into our studios uh, so, essentially, <laughs> essentially for her yeah it was um i obviously had a bit more sense about what i was trying to do with it but um yeah she she um she was emotionally attached to it because she's from out country way she's about four or five hours drive away from here in her hometown and um, she eventually she essentially came over this way looking for a sea change and um and that's what she got uh, so she's loving the beach side now. And uh, the interesting thing to the story, Hawk, uh, was that the previous owner um, had implemented into that studio every, all of my teachings, right? So yeah, he built a turnkey operation, everything, every single thing. It was like a, a, he'd replicated my business in, in a way. And, uh, and and that's what Jeff bought. And, and so with with my coaching now, that's exactly what I try and do with my clients is build a, a business that is, is saleable. 
looks like he bought the business with Bernie already in it. <laughs> well, I, I I walked into the studio here and and yeah, all the processes were all done. The whole system was all set up. Well, it, it needed a little bit of a tidy up as far as some of the stuff in the studio was evolved. But other than that, all the process and the staff and all that, um, right down to the girl I've got as a PA in the Philippines, uh, she she's still with me, right? Um, so it was an easy given. The thing was that at the time that um, I bought the business, the, the previous guy that had it was was running out of steam and um, his turnover was was fairly low for what, you know, what I would consider. Um, in the first 12 months after taking it on, obviously coming into business with a head of steam and, and obviously owing a bit of money, um, it, it pushed me to a you know, 300K a year, pretty much. Um, that that was your first year? That was pretty much the first year in the business, yes. Um, it's dropped off now this year, obviously with the COVID and all that sort of stuff, but it's it's still a $200,000 business, easy. So, and was yeah. it all the genres that the previous uh, owner was running? Uh, did you add anything else or are you doing basically the same thing that they were doing? Um, fairly, yeah, fair, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, fairly, um, fairly same thing. It's all families, generally families on the beach. And we've generated a few other bits and pieces now with Bernie's coaching with um, in studio and um, all that sort of stuff. But it was, it, and it essentially is still a portrait studio with families on the beach because it's the best beach in the country and people love being on it. And, you know, it's just what it is. I, for love, I try as hard as I might to get them into the studio to get some session done in the studio. I said, no, 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 we all have been on the beach or a park somewhere. All of us that are looking out the window, looking at a tons of snow outside, uh, taking portraits on the beach sounds like a pretty amazing experience. But tell us uh, some of the stories that you, you got to have some mishaps or you, you got to have some stories. <laughs> it's not all roses uh, shooting portraits on the beach. So, t- Do you have any stories to share with the listeners? Well, you know what? Just here's a little secret for you. I was brought up in a little country town in the middle of the top end of Victoria on a, on a river called the Murray River, which is the biggest river in Australia, or the longest river in Australia. And um, I, I'm a firm believer of being able to sit underneath a shady tree on the bank of a river every day of the week. I hate sand and I hate salt water. So it took me a lot of, um, how can I put it? It, it took me a long while to get used to be able to pull the, pull the thongs off or, or the flip-flops, as you guys call them, off the feet and walk in barefoot you know, on the sand or go anywhere near salt water. Uh, and I, to this day, I still tell the clients, Listen, I want you to just lay down here on the sand for me, up on your elbows, da, da, da. And I'd get down on there with them. And I'd, I'd say, you know what? I hate sand, but I do this because I love doing what I'm doing. And, um, and that's pretty much what it's about. So yeah, I I, um, I hate the forty degree days out in the sun, and, and uh, you know it doesn't matter how many times you talk to people, they all want to be out in the bright sunny day. You know, worst thing in the world. But you know, but I'll shoot it in all weather, whether it be windy or whether it be wet, be cold or not, they'll, they'll do it. So yeah. And but, uh, you go to work in uh, shorts and t-shirt. Yeah. And that's about it, right? Yep. I'm sitting here at the minute with um, nothing on my feet and a pair of shorts and a t-shirt on, and um, and it's perfect. You know, it's it's just what it is. And I I I do sale sessions in shorts, t-shirts, and bare feet. I I do the priest consults in same story. It's a rarity that you'll see me in a in a suit 
other than after a networking meeting of some description. And is, is that the type of client that also that you attract or are your clients different than what, what you think of as a, a laid back casual day at the beach or do you, you get clients to dress up? I get some. I get some. I've had um, I've had one um, set of clients, a mum and two kids uh, that were mid-teenage kids, and uh, they turned up in their Sunday best to be down on the beach getting photos. And I mean, mum turned up in high heels, and it was hilarious seeing her trying to walk around the beach in high heels. But, <laughs> <laughs> but some people do. But the majority of them um, will will turn up with shoes and socks on their feet. And the first thing I talk to them about, because I get them into the studio, they meet me here at the studio. Um, and the first thing I say to them, get shoes and socks off your feet. And I'll get you down to reach there. Yeah. Um, Jeff, you were telling me uh, a little while ago about an interesting tattoo you had. And <laughs> it's something that we like to talk to our guests uh, about, I think, tattoos, because most people have tattoos, I think. Um, and uh, I'm yet to get one. I went through the area era where I had an earring. Um, which was interesting, a gold chain around my neck, which I think Harp still wears from time to time. Is it lost in Mr. Lost T? In That's right. Mr. T. Mr. T. Bit lost in the 60s. Uh, but uh, do you want to tell us about your tattoo? My tattoo, I've got one tattoo on my wrist, and um, it's been there since I was 14 years of age. Um, it's. It was originally begun as, um, as you can probably no you can't it says um, dad right yeah, dad it is so yeah. it initially began as drunk and disorderly <laughs> but over the <laughs> that was the initial intention right um well i've got um, six kids so over the years my kids look at that wrist and i've got a, a one one star that's fully filled in and one that's just an outline and my kids now refer to it as refer to me as a one and a half star dad and uh, did you tell them also your kids? And uh, you've got a lot of grandkids, haven't you? I have. I've got 17 grandkids, yes. You 17 grandkids. And uh, that sort of uh, leads us to the point where you're not a young photographer. You didn't start a studio uh, young. You're, you're basically past your prime. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so the I don't know, I don't know here, my teeth are falling out. This, this, this is a great, this is a great way for yet. Bernie to attract all the photographers yeah. I've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, come, to the, uh, yeah. come to the show and be abused. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not, abu I'm not abusing him. I mean, you know, Jeff's uh, only 60-something, so that's 60, the new 64, 40. Bernie. That's the new 40, right? Uh, 60 is 40. 64. Yeah, so... Yeah. You know, uh, presidents are usually over 70, so there's, there's plenty of, uh, plenty of room. time for us. Yeah, um, so tell us about how that got onto your wrist, Jeff. Uh, did you go to a specialist professional tattooist? or No. Do you want the real true story? You want the Fairdingham God? We want the real that? story. I was in a boy's home. Okay. Uh, a little place, you'd know it, at Tirana at Parkville. No, I've Victoria. never visited there. Yeah, I know where Parkville is, but I haven't been yeah. to the boys. Um, I have been to actually further on, as I may have told you, to the prison. Yes. yes. Uh, Pentridge. I've been there too, but not only as a guest. Well, I've been there as a visitor. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but no, yeah. look, I, I, yeah, I, I was spent some little time in the boys' home, and uh, the way I've uh, we got the tattoo was um, a needle and a bit of thread and a bottle of Indian ink and just... Um, plugging away on the wrist with a you know, with a with a needle basically and uh, yeah that's what it was 
You did it yourself. Yeah, did it myself. Yeah. yeah, well, excellent. You did a good job because it's yeah. still there 50 years later. It is. It's a bit longer than, oh, yeah, 50 years. It'll be close, yeah. So, hey, hey, Hawk, if ever you want a tattoo, <laughs> cheap. <laughs> cheap. I'm on my way. Booking a ticket <laughs> right now. Yeah, BY, BYO <laughs> Needle. Yeah, bring yeah. your own needle. So the moral of the story is you can succeed after you've been in the deepest, deep, dark places. In the yes. deepest, deepest, yes. And that's yes. Uh, to your credit, uh, Jeff. Uh, you've had some dark times and mm -hmm. uh, have risen. Yeah, so I'm 64 years old and I think I'm still going to keep going. We've got some plans in the progress at, in between myself and Denise over the next couple of years. She wants to retire. And um, we're talking about um, traveling and doing a mobile studio set up at this point i'm not sure how we're going to work on that yet it's just got to sit down and work a business plan for it and then go from there yep it there are other great. people doing it there are other people doing it around here so um, around New, um, australia so well, if they can do it i can do it jeff so how, you... how, how much is, sorry sorry bernie how much if uh, your business is studio based and uh, how much is uh, our location outdoor uh, on the beach um, okay, so the beach is about a minute and a half to drive from here, so it's realistically my studio anyway. But um, I, I would do, depending on the on the uh, genre. If I, I look, I did a full run on uh, ballerinas and um, or dancers, and uh, then I did a redheads promo, and most of the redhead stuff was in was in the studio, and that turned into a book project uh, last year, and the ballerina stuff obviously was all in studio. So last year I had in the times that we could shoot i had the majority of my business was inside in studio space normally um i would go 90 90 percent outside 10 percent in and you mentioned the book book project was that your yeah. first uh, book project or have you done uh, a number of those uh, how, how, how did it go yeah good good um I, w I was aiming for 50 people and uh looking for um something to give some charity to and uh we we had the 50 people in the book uh, both um the the um the dancers and the redheads and uh to the point where i've gone high and gotten hold of the starlight foundation starlight children's foundation i should call it right um this year and uh we've already $500 into it in the first month of doing the job so as, as a donation to them so we're giving our session fee away as a donation to them and um, and then from whatever else I want to give them at the end so yeah so we're looking for 100 people this year to put in the book so if I can do that yeah, we've got a few dollars in the book so Jeff you've traveled a little bit around the world right I have yeah just not much but enough well, what was your favorite country you visited Turkey. Turkey? Turkey. Uh, yeah. Istanbul, I'm guessing. Did Istanbul for a few days. I actually hired a photographer in Istanbul and he happened to be a National Geographic photographer. Now I hired okay. him for four hours and he gave me an eight hour day um, and Denise tagged along. So he had me in places that I would never have ever seen um, to the point I was actually standing on the roof of the Grand Bazaar one at one stage. And um, yeah, just up these little staircases. I don't know whether you've ever seen a movie called Midnight Express with the yes. guy, yeah, in Turkey in jail. Or well, the scene where he's walking down the, the staircase on the outside of the, the inside of the building, and it's on the outside of the wall. That was very reminiscent of what I was going through, climbing up the top of the Grand Bazaar. And little places he got me into uh, little workshops. I've got a fantastic portrait of an old guy that had been sitting there doing jewellery for 50 years and, and just a natural light 
portrait of him. It's just just one of my favourite images. Um, but yeah, uh, Turkey and Gallipoli was a, was a big thing. And uh, while in Turkey, you must have gone to the Blue Mosque. Blue Mosque and the um, Hajj Sophia, Sophia, I think they call it now. Yeah, and there's um, that uh, incredible castle that I've been to that overlooks the where is the Bosphorus River where it yeah. joins. I never got to the castle. I never got to the castle, castle but I did no. get to yeah, well, castle in your language. Um, yeah, we call it castle. Yeah, yeah. That's, so that's the difference between Victoria and New South Wales, Hark. It's um, it's different dialect altogether. It's a bit like going to Georgia and um, into Washington, you know. Uh, we we talk a little more Queen's English. You know, a little bit. We we talk proper. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like I still, but my hometown is a little town in Victoria called Castlemaine, and yeah. I live in Newcastle. So. Okay. So yeah. you're front of Castle. Uh, switch. Yeah. Castle is Victorian, and yeah, Castle is here. But yeah. You, you told me that lovely story the other day, Jeff, and uh, I just wanted you to, to touch it and maybe to tell our listeners about it. As a photographer, I found it fascinating because. You know, you did a promotion, mothers and daughters, the mother and daughter came in. Uh, uh, just tell us a little bit about that. How old was the daughter and how old was the mother and, and what happened uh, at that session? Yeah, okay. That was a mother and daughter and they, they were from um, Mauritius, yeah, uh, west coast of Mauritius. And um, they'd been in Australia for quite a while. And the daughter was 23 and pregnant, her first baby. And um, her mum, 45 45 and a, and a really striking lady for her age she was just just a lovely lady and both of them were lovely girls and we got talking to them and and I didn't do much shooting I didn't actually take that many photos on the day I was just sitting there having a chat and talking to them at the time and and she was telling me about her life story where her grandmother was actually a slave in Africa and um, some of the stuff that she went through herself being um, a full negro really dark skin all that sort of stuff going on um she she showed me some of the scars that she had around her, on the arms and her legs and that sort of stuff and it was fairly horrific anyway her daughter was um showing me some of the stuff that she's done and she's a really really good looking girl she's got big pouty lips natural pouty lips and um and she said oh, you know, i've got a girlfriend who does a bit of instagram photos for me so she showed me this one of her sitting on her knees in the in the water with nothing on just a back to the back to the camera and, and looking out to sea and her mother didn't even know about that and um she her mum said oh when, when did you get that no 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 she said oh i did it a while back there's nothing wrong with it mum mum they can't see anything it's just my back you know and um then her daughter said to her mother said you should try it one day so i've just sort of thought oh well let's i'll ask the question so i just said to mum i said look while we're here and we've got set up on a black backdrop. Why not? It's easy. I can do it. Ten minutes and you'll be over and done with. And, you know, you don't have to get all your kit off if you don't want to. And just doing bra and niggas, the job's done. So anyway, uh, about ten minutes later, she well, here she was just standing there in a pair of niggas. And um, I threw maybe a dozen shots at her. And uh, she, at the end of the session, um, she's come back out of the, the um, change room and... and um, saying goodbye and she literally threw the arms around me with COVID and all that sort of crap she literally threw the arms around me and and, and said you know that was fantastic I'm, I'm glad I did that so a week later she's come back to have a look at the images and I showed her the ones of the her and the daughter first up and then I said all right now I'm going to stop this slideshow I'm going to show you what else we did and then um, 
played it on. And the first image she saw, she was just a blubber and mess. She just, it just fell apart because she was seeing herself in the light that she didn't think she was. Um, so you know, can she, you just she, describe the photograph uh, that you took of her? It was obviously nude. Yeah, yeah well, semi-nude. She had knickers on, but, um, but she, she was topless. And uh, it was a profile shot. So she basically stood um, right side to me. And um, obviously, with she's had a few kids. And, and you know, obviously, the, the issue with the, the boobs and that sort of stuff. And so I, I didn't say much to her. I just give her a bit of a push up with a liquefy tool in Photoshop and, and give her a bit of a boob job and and just a little push on the stomach. A little wasn't a much. And then um, just low light, just litter from both sides, extremely back corner, uh, yeah, backlight basically. And um, it's just a, a, what I would call a, a reasonably timeless photo now because she's actually put her hand up. Um, look, looking like she's looking across the savannah in, in you know, just it was just that's the feeling I got out of that mm. um, photo. It was just um, a really, really nice photo, and that Sweet. was the one she saw. It's uh, great to have that, but uh, what sort of sale did you get out of the session? <laughs> yeah, it was a two and a half K. Wow, that's great. Yeah, yeah, she's paying it off, but that's okay, I don't mind that. Hey, uh, sales are sales, right? So exactly, yeah. yeah. As long as I keep paying the bill, that's all you need to worry about. Yeah, well, that, that, that's great. Any funny stories, Jeff, uh, along the oh. beach? Uh, <laughs> just, just on the beach, just one will do, Jeff. I know you've got hundreds of them. Yeah, but... Hundreds, yeah. There's one I, that it still stays in my mind, and this this might horrify some people, but um, it was a mother and daughter, um, and the daughter was about nine years old. And one of my favourite things, I had a bit of a play with them. I mean, mum turned up in a, a little bit joined, just joined it here in a minute. Um, mum turned up in a mid-thigh dress and the young one had a, had a, a, a standard kid's dress on. And um, to get them running around the beach and walking up and down the beach and sitting down. Da, da, da. And one of my favourite things is to get them up on a bit of a sandbank at the behind me with a bit of grass on top of the sand hill and get them to do what I call a Toyota jump. Now, I don't know whether you guys in the States have, have the ads where the, the people leap up in the air with their legs up and legs up and all that sort of stuff in a Toyota jump, they call it here because it's endemic with a Toyota ad. And then um, I said, okay, I need you two up on this bank. And, and what I need you to do, just arms up in the air and just jump as high as you can, throw some legs. And you know, and mum, I said to mum, I said, now, because you've got this short dress on, can you just tuck that in the back of your knickers so it doesn't, so it's held down a little bit. So I'm not going to get a knicker shot, you know. Well, she turned around and said, um, I haven't got me on. And I, I said, uh um, okay, uh, well, why don't you come down here? I'll just get a photo of your daughter doing it. <laughs> and I thought to myself straight afterwards, I said, who the hell comes to a beach in a light flowing dress with nothing on under it? Like, come on, really? Only for your sessions, uh, Jeff. Yeah, well, yeah, must be. <laughs> Were those the clothing instructions you gave them? That's exactly. Yeah, she got. She she took it took it literally. But anyway, but yeah, look, I've had I've had another family down there at one stage, forty degree heat once this day, and they had um, it was a reasonably big family, but they had two twin babies, six week old, and they had no shelter, they had no shade, no one bought an umbrella or anything that sort of stuff, and and I lived pretty much refused to shoot them because they, the kids were out laying in their arms, 
pretty much looking up at the sun in the sky at six weeks of age in a 40 degree heat. You know, 40 degrees Celsius is what, 120, Bernie, something like that? Yeah. yeah. 120 Fahrenheit. Yeah. So it's not easy. So I, I took a few and I said, look, this isn't just, just not going to work. So I got them to come back later on. But yeah, it was just stupid things that some people want to try and do. And you can't, no matter how much you talk to them, you can't educate them. They, they know better, obviously. Yeah. Um, so, Hark, uh, shall I do the uh, 10 questions in five minutes or the Absolutely. five questions in 10 minutes? I think we, we're coming to do our half an hour mark and we're going to put Jeff in a hot seat. So let's uh, put. Well, get the other questions firing at them. Well, we have this little session, Jeff, where I just ask you 10 quick questions and uh, it's a sort of like a competition. You have to give one word answers. Okay. And if you don't, then you don't get the prize. Is right? word, the one word call one word. Include pass? Uh, <laughs> no, you can't use the word pass. That's a new uh, rule I've just introduced just okay. a second ago. <laughs> We're just making uh, it up as we go along. So. Yeah, we're making it up as we go along. Yeah, that, you're right, Hark, and, and we are on that. that that's true. Uh, um, so uh, are you ready? You don't have to press a buzzer or anything, but uh, no, no, here, here we go. Fire at me. Don't forget there's a prize in it if you can answer all of them with one word. All right? Okay. Okay, okay so here we go. What's your favorite alcoholic drink? I don't drink. You've, You've already lost. Surprise! I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll we'll keep going anyway. Yeah? No Start one's, again. Different no question. one's ever no one's ever done that, have they? I've lost it <laughs> no, on the first. Not, not on the first question. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> okay, favorite city in the world? Istanbul. What sport do you play? AFL. If you could have dinner with one on one with any person in the world, living or dead, who would it be? Well, that's a two-word answer. Sandra Bullock. Favourite movie? Oh. Godfather. Uh, Favourite camera you've ever owned? A Nikon D5. Would you like to relive your life and see yes or no? Oh, I would like to readjust, readjust a few things, yes. Favorite food? Oh, decent steak. Who would you like to be if you weren't you? Ooh, that's a question. Donald Trump, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, not not this know. week. That's, no, that's a hard one to ask that one because you don't know what they're like. Okay, um, if you hadn't been a photographer, what would you like to have been? I, I enjoy sales. I think I'd still be selling Okay, what what's your motivation to get out of bed every morning? My wife. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which way to take that an, one. Safe but... answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she kicks you out or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's great, uh, uh, Jeff. Um, <laughs> thanks there's for no the prize for it. No, you I'll don't get the prize. The what what did the jackpot? It, the jackpot was at what 1.2 million yeah it's gotten oh, to that point because the last the last guest didn't everyone's win it, so. lost it yeah, yeah, yeah so it keeps right. jackpotting it's each week so it's but been my life in general i don't even buy lottery <laughs> tickets <laughs> it's yeah. 1.5 million of something <laughs> <laughs> is it pesos or dollars <laughs> right. yeah or kroners we'll no, decide just... if somebody wins what that is <laughs> yeah 
Um, so Hawk, I'll let you, I'll let to uh, get you to finish off, hey? Eh? Great, thanks, uh, Bernie. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, it's been an, a lightning uh, series, and we look forward to seeing a lot of your images. And uh, hopefully, you're able to shoot uh, in the next little while. I know you guys are uh, currently uh, allowed to shoot, and um, uh, look forward to seeing a lot of your great work. Uh, for our listeners, if you want to uh, take a look at uh, um, Jeff's beautiful work, you can uh, visit your website. Jeff, you want to give a shout out to your Instagram, Facebook, or your website where our listeners can see your work? Um, face, uh, the um, website's captureimaging.com.au and um, Capture Imaging Photography for Facebook and uh, Insta. That's great. And um, I do encourage you to go check out the work. Uh, he's got beautiful, beautiful uh, boudoir family and uh, models and commercial uh, work on his website. Uh, again, I'll thank you very much. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. Well, I've seen it. It's, uh, unless somebody else shot it. You've done a great job. <laughs> well, there's every chance of that. Thanks for the time, guys. I enjoyed it. Okay. Thanks, very much. Thanks Jeff. All right.